This is In The Zone. Hey, uh, Brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you one thing. Are you nasty? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Let me tell you something. This hair ain't big and curly today for no reason, okay? You know, sometimes I like to switch it up, change it up, you know. And you know what they say. If she get ready, if she put her hair in a bun, you know what's about to happen. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In The Zone Network. Girl, I must warn you. Hey, this is the A-Train, Arlington Lane from the A-Train Show, and you're listening to the Price Check Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am your host. Josh Price checking in on In The Zone Network, going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to In The Zone, and we are at a very, very joyous time of year right now. Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because the NBA Finals are here. Guaranteed! We've made it to last two teams standing. We got Los Angeles Lakers. Versus the Miami Heat. Um, you know, Lakers obviously have been talked about as a potential championship team this entire season, having LeBron James, Anthony Davis, uh, both of whom have, have played at an outstanding level here in the playoffs. LeBron with just an outstanding performance in game five against the Nuggets to close out that series. Um, you know, 39 point triple double went crazy in the fourth quarter. Um, and really left his mark on that game and, and, you know, a very memorable performance that we're going to, you know, kind of talk about here for years to come. Um, But this Miami Heat team is no slouch, man. They went through um, the Pacers in round one, you know, pretty handily. Went through Miami really, I mean, I'm sorry, Milwaukee really easily uh, in round two, a team that we all thought was, you know, also a championship contender. They, you know, made quick work of them. Um, And then, you know, seeing them against Boston, you – you know, had some flaws, just like any team has flaws, but you know, all around just an outstanding team performance that they put up, um, you know, in the conference finals against the Celtics. So, you look at this series, I think this comes down to two things. Um, first thing is Jimmy Butler and whether or not he's going to be able to score consistently. So, we've seen, you know, series after series so far in this playoffs where he's had games where he doesn't have to do much more than you know 12 14 16 points i think this series he's going to have to score in order for miami to win and so um you know do you see lebron take on that matchup and guard him or you know is it you know more of a danny green kcp type of matchup um when he is getting his points is he getting them off of jump shots or is he going and being aggressive and getting to the basket so lots of watch there with jimmy butler um and then you know number two i think it really comes down to bam and ad and that matchup and what you know comes out of it uh if bam is up for the challenge and he's able to play at the same level that he's played at so far throughout these playoffs um that's going to be a problem for the lakers uh, but with that being said, Bam has not seen anybody in these playoffs quite like Anthony Davis. So um, I think that matchup is probably going to, you know, be what really determines the winner of the series. Um, 
and, and you know you just got all kinds of storylines and you know additional things to watch out for you got you know tyler hero the the sauced up rex, uh, rex chapman you got him out here um on instagram with one of kyle kuzma's old fling so you got a little matchup within the matchup there um you know this is lebron going against the miami heat a team that he helped lead to two championships uh in four finals appearances um it's no secret that he and pat riley have not really seen eye to eye since he left um you know pat riley both you know during the time that he found out about lebron you know potentially leaving and then after um it's definitely felt a, a little salty or felt some type of way about um, you know how LeBron left Miami, how that all transpired. Um, there's also the the story out there that Pat Riley texted LeBron after his championship win in Cleveland, um, and LeBron didn't text him back. <laughs> so you you see where that relationship is and, and where it's gone. So um, you know you got that much more fuel to the fire, and then obviously not to mention the the whole LeBron James legacy aspect of it. So going into this, you know this is now. Finals appearance number 10 for LeBron, which in and of itself is just a crazy, crazy accomplishment, right? So think about it. 10 finals appearances, all of which over the span of a, you know, 17-year career, all of, you know, happened since his first finals appearance in 2007 as a 22-year-old, right? So 10 finals appearances, three different teams. He's already won finals MVP for two different franchises which believe has only been done by Kareem and Kawhi uh, so already in rare company there would definitely be the first player to win finals MVP for three different franchises uh, I believe Kareem is the only current uh, player throughout NBA history to have ever won finals MVP in both conferences so LeBron again would join some elite company you know if he's able to pull that off um, and you know, when you win four championships, which this would, you know, potentially be LeBron's fourth, um, you start to get in a little bit more rare territory when it comes to, you know, other greats, right? So, you know, when you got three, you know, you tied with Larry Bird. Hell, you tied with Steph Curry now, right? Uh, but you win four. It's not too many people, you know, with four championships or more. You know, you got, uh, obviously, you know, Bill Russell with, you know, 11 rings in 13 years. You got Mike with his six championships. You got Kobe, Magic, you know, both uh, having five. Tim Duncan having five. Um, not too many guys creep up into that, you know, four more, you know, territory. You got, you know, Shaq that did, you know, that won four championships. Um, hell, I, I believe D-Wade only has the three, right? So, you know, definitely elite territory that LeBron is already in. But, you know, that fourth championship would definitely solidify that. So, um, on the flip side, you got the Miami Heat aspect of it where it's, you know, Heat culture. They definitely, you know, were a team that was against going through a whole rebuilding phase. You know, Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra were adamant about making sure that when LeBron James left, they kept things afloat. And you see now, you know, it's ironic that they have to see LeBron when they go into the finals this time around. But, um, you know, they've made it back without, you know, a star at that level. You know, granted, they have Jimmy Butler, they have Bam, but they aren't obviously at the LeBron level of stardom and, and superstardom in the NBA. So you do have, though, um, the Pat Riley effect of, you know, just another championship in Miami and another championship to add to his legacy. Um, Eric Spolstra would, of course, get his uh, third championship as a head coach, first without LeBron James or Dwayne Wade. 
Um, and, and, you know, it will be Jimmy Butler's first ring in his first year in Miami when a lot of teams, you know, basically felt like um, he was not the answer or was not the right teammate for, you know, their team um, to have. So um, definitely would be, you know, a weight lifted off of his shoulders and, um, you know, a great story for him being, you know, who he is and how things have play, uh, played out for him over the past few years. So um, probably wondering what my pr- prediction is for the finals. Uh, y'all know how I feel about the Lakers. We 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 talk about it a number of times here on this podcast. Uh, but again, I, the Heat has been a team that I've kind of you know been behind here this whole season in terms of their sneaky ability to you know be a contender when it mattered, and uh, of course they you know kind of proving us right right now. So um, prediction for me though, I am taking the Lakers. I'm taking them in six games. I do not think it will be just an easy you know gentleman sweep like it has been in the western conference i think miami is really going to test them um specifically when it comes to like half court offense right you got a team like miami who you know plays great defense they you know run a zone they'll you know switch up the the game plan you know mid game you know a lot of different looks that they'll be able to throw at lebron you know having andre iguodala jay crowder jimmy butler Hell, they might even have some, you know, plays where they let Bam guard them. Don't know if that's going to be, you know, work out well for them. But you also, you know, you have to throw different looks at somebody uh, like LeBron. Uh, just make it as hard as possible. So, um, calling the Lakers in six. I think LeBron James wins finals MVP. And, I, you know, just adds to the outstanding legacy that he's already built. And then, of course, you get, you know, the Lakers winning championship number 17. Um, and you know the first one since Kobe's last title in 2010. So uh, a number of different storylines that that will play out throughout this series. Um, very very good matchup on paper. So I'm really hoping these games live up to the hype. But um, all in all, I, I think we have a very good series and a, a very entertaining series that we you know are about to have on our hands. So picking the Lakers in six. Now before I go. We are on the Price Check Podcast here on the In The Zone Network. Before I go, I would be remiss if I did not talk about the firing of Doc Rivers, or I guess him being out as Clippers head coach, which I think is code for, hey, you know, you're fired, but if you choose to resign, that's the message that we'll put out. So, um, out as Clippers head coach, do I think it's a move that was necessary? Maybe. Uh, you, you could look at it that way. Um, but I think the problem that the Clippers are about to run into, and, and they probably should have thought about a little bit harder, was um, there's not any better coach out there for you than Doc Rivers. Um, granted, he's had his you know shortcomings when it comes to the playoffs and you know blowing these leads, this and that. Um, but at the end of the day, Doc is still a great coach in this league. And you are now putting yourself in a position where you're almost at a guaranteed downgrade um, all because you wanted to make a splash. And by you, I mean Steve Ballmer because it was a Steve Ballmer decision um, that's been you know reported ju- by just about everybody that uh, you know it was his decision. Lawrence Frank in the front office was against it. A lot of the players, including Kawhi and Paul George, were against it, uh, which I think is <clears throat> really going to matter uh, going into next season because let's not forget Kawhi and Paul George both can opt out of their contracts after next season. Um, and I think that is a real possibility that the Clippers have to look at now, um, basically firing the guy that was pretty instrumental in getting them there. 
So, um, you know, who knows if Kawhi wants to play for another coach? Who knows if Paul George wants to, you know, play for another coach and, you know, commit himself to the Clippers long term if it's not Doc that's running the show? So, um, and then you also have to think about the fact that you gave up Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and a number of first round draft picks to only guarantee yourselves two years with this experiment. So I get Steve Ballmer wants to win now. I get he wants to make a splash and, and really make, um, you know, the Clippers a, you know, a legit contender and a legit threat in the league. But at some time or at some point, I should say, um, you know, you got to weigh the cost of some of these decisions. And I don't think this was necessarily the right one um, when you were already dealing with a team with chemistry issues and things like that. So um, I'll be interested to see who decides to take that job not that it's a bad job you definitely you know are taking the Clippers job over a lot of the other available um coaching vacancies that we you know have left um I think it really comes down to them and the Pelicans as far as like the best available jobs just because New Orleans you get you know Zion you get a young team that can kind of grow together right and you also lower expectations in in New Orleans so you don't really have much to live up to whereas this LA thing you kind of have you know that that Lakers shadow that they have to stay in that type of thing so I think will be very interesting to see who becomes the head coach and then also what that you know what effect that has on Kawhi Leonard Paul George and the rest of that team because this is not a team that is on paper right now um, you know, committed to staying together long. So next year could really be a make or break season for the Clippers, you know, going forward because they don't have much left to show for, you know, getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard after next season if both decide to leave. So um, Doc is going to get another chance to coach. Not sure if he is interested in any of the, the jobs that are available right now, um, you know, the Pelicans and 76ers both apparently reached out immediately after he got let go. And so I think, you know, for a team like the 76ers, that would be a really good hire. But I would be interested to see what Doc has in mind in, in trying to play Ben, Joel, Al Horford, all those guys together. Because that, that's really not the style I see, you know, from Doc. But. Um, I also think he could do some some crazy things with Zion down in New Orleans um, and really kind of turn him into a Blake Griffin type of player and, and really see more like the playmaking and that type of stuff that we saw out of Blake Griffin when he was healthy with those Lob City teams in uh, L.A. So, um, you know, it sucks that another black coach has to get let go, but that's another topic for another time. So, um, until next time, of course, we wanted to get the, the finals preview out here um, before the finals start tomorrow as we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, September 29th. But uh, we'll have much more to talk about during this final series. And then, really, man, you know, going to get sad here in about another week, week and a half when you know, we don't have basketball to watch. But this bubble experiment has been great. Uh, obviously going to be a, a crazy offseason to look forward to. But till we get there, this has been The Price Check. I am your host, Josh Price. Checking out. This is In The Zone. Now let me take you back. One week ago, I read in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch about a newcomer to the airways in St. Louis. And he goes by the name of Dino Costa. 
And the, and the first thing that came to my mind is, who in the blue hell is that Rudy Pooh? On the In The Zone Network.